You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Well, 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 as our good friend Brent Cron would say, how about them flames? Oh, yeah. Never in doubt. Nope. Never in doubt. Four goals in the third period. Come from behind. Beat the Ottawa Senators. Never in doubt. Welcome into the program. This is the big show with George Russick and Matty Rose, except George Russick is away. He'll be back tomorrow. Long way to return. <laughs> Peter Klein's it's opposite to me. Hello. Patty Dumas is here. Just knocking over water yeah, bottles. No, you're good. That We're is good. the second time good. that water bottle is taking a dive yeah, today. It's Get out of here. A little jumping around, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Just Mind of its own. Yeah. Glass out of here. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're good. GVP had a whole bunch of milk yesterday. His bones are strong oh, as yeah. hell. Wide awake. You finished that whole bottle? Uh, well, I shared it with some people. Oh, but yeah, the chocolate milk is gone. White milk, almost gone. This guy. Brought it over to the milk club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got a nice text from uh, the mil- Michael the milk guy yesterday. Oh, He's really? Very, very happy. Good. Well, yeah. we'd like this. Well, you made us happy. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, that was great milk. Yeah. Uh, who we are? That's checked. Yep, done. Uh, where yeah, we are? Doug Lacey Basement Systems Downtown Studio. Cracked foundation, Bowen Foundation walls. We have a simple, permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement. T. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. And what we are? We're the big show. Here's who's coming on the show today. Luke Gazdick, 705, uh, former NHLer, host of the Mitts Off podcast. Uh, he was definitely a little bit more focused on the Oilers game yesterday, judging by his tweets yesterday, but that's okay. Uh, we got a whole bunch Hawks of stuff to talk about. Hawks gave a run, about. man. Holy crap, the Hawks gave him a run. That team, that team battles. <laughs> They're mangy. Yeah, mangy. Mangy Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all, actually. Uh, Luke Gazdick's going to join us. We'll talk about the mangy Hawks at 7 o'clock. Uh, at 7.45, Ron Smith, the manager of Fun Development for In From The Cold, is going to stop by. The Great Skate goes January the 28th of the Olympic Oval. We'll tell you all about that. And Croner's going to be in for the last hour. He had uh, some things that he wanted to get to last chat that we uh, didn't have time for. So we've got that on tap. Uh, A thought from John Tortorella that he wanted to dive into. A thought from Don Maloney over the break that he wanted to dive into. Or pardon uh, me, over the weekend that he wanted to dive into. His opinion on the Cutter Goche situation. Of course. Uh, Luke Gazdick's thought on that as well. That's a big story, man. Like the new new news yesterday with from Friedman. Like it's it's like they offered him a deal that he thought, oh, you you don't believe in me, and you know, little, I I don't little broken telephone. Yeah, it feels really convoluted on what was offered to the kid and what he felt was being offered to him, and yeah, I don't know. There's a whole <laughs> Elliot really didn't give up a whole lot. No, and, he didn't uh, want to Fra- step on anybody. And you know who else didn't? Frank. Wouldn't listen to Frank's chat. Was like, hmm. And he's a Philly dude. I thought, yeah, yeah. That, that was my point. Yeah. I yeah. was like, if I'm going to get all the details Work somewhere. The or cover I, the Flyers. Yeah, it feels like a lot of people are trying to protect the player here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fine. And you can't really do anything as long as he's in school. You can't really talk to him. 
because he's not under contract to anybody. No, you can't do. He doesn't have to talk to anybody. Yeah, you have his rights. Yeah, but he has an advisor, his mm -hmm. family, family advisor. That's who you slash not an agent, not an agent. (laughs) Yeah, it is an interesting story, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I thought wish. You know, whether you agree with him or not, pretty succinctly on Twitter yesterday, put it pretty well. He said the NHL's got it, got it pretty good right now. During the regular season, it's lacrosse goals, straight chaos, and Vanderpump rules type of drama. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the playoffs, and it's the biggest gauntlet tournament in sports, and it is some of the best sporting action that yeah. you will see in North America. Not, it's full not stop. boring. It ain't boring out here. No. Like, it, it, like, it's the dog days right now, and then this happens, and like before you know it, it'll be all-star game, and then it's go time. You know what else that did? Caused a little bit of a shuffle to some trade boards. Mm-hmm. Trevor Zegers showing up all over yeah. the place now. He's hurt, though. He got banged up That's last fine. night. That's fine. You're, right. you're, decided, you're trading for him long-term. I more guess. Than, yeah. yeah. Now... Which team is going to get bamboozled into Trevor Zegras? No. Can't wait to see. <laughs> I'm happy um, we're on the same page on this because I am. Oh, I'm not yeah. a fan. Not no. yeah. No, same thing here. I a little bit um, overrated. Clap 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 clap. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just not 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 big on the dude. Yeah, agreed. Just uh, they got really good players there. Just yeah. seven points this year. Right? Yeah, he's been incredibly made. It hurt. Just interesting how how many games has he played? Twenty. Yeah, well, yeah. seven games <laughs> in twenty is not what Trevor Zegers should <laughs> no, be doing because I don't no. think he's checking incredibly no. well. Oh no, yeah, yeah, real two hundred foot game. He, he, is, uh, he was a point per out. game player before this year. All right, and we're kind of getting derailed here. <laughs> sorry, Let's get sorry. to the Flames game. Uh, yesterday they took over. Uh, they they took over the dome, I guess, because it had been previously occupied by the Wranglers, the Hitmen, and maybe even the Roughnecks since the Flames had been there. Yes, last. they were. Um, excellent third period. Salvage that game, hey? Yeah, finally some urgency and desperation. A, a team realizing, you know, maybe losing to two of the worst teams in the league is not <laughs> great for our playoff chances. So let's go out there and actually try for a third period, shall we? But I I, I thought that they responded well. Noah Hannafin with the exact type of a period that is going to draw a lot of conversations about whether they should sign him to an extension or not because he was phenomenal. Um, Pospisil kind of dragged him into the fight, and Coleman was really good. That there's a lot of lot of different areas that I thought the Flames excelled at for the final 20 minutes. Now it's just a matter of doing all of that for 60 minutes, which is you know kind of the cliche thing. Uh, we did talk about Noah Hannafin a lot lately, and appropriately so. Uh, his name has been coming up in the news as far as someone who is he going to extend? Is he not? Yesterday. This is quite the stat line, Pete. Um, one goal, mm-hmm. two assists for three points. Yep, plus five. <laughs> he like led that, all. He led all skaters with twenty-four or forty-seven of ice time. He had thirty shifts, which is more than anybody in the game. His average shift was forty-nine seconds long, so actually kept it down to a reasonable amount there as well. Um, three minutes, eleven seconds, shorthanded, no power play time. So that's 21-36, even strength. That's where he got all of his points. He had three shots, one that was blocked, two misses, one hit, no giveaways, no takeaways, no blocks. And he didn't take any face-offs. Oh, that's a miss. Yeah. Um, But no, like he, he was... He was everything the Flames needed him to be last night. The, the, those three points, I think, all did that all come in the third period? Yep. Um, now, I don't know if he really meant to on one of the assists, but it worked out. But he's still <laughs> putting the puck on net. And like that, that uh, 
can't say it any other way. He was exactly what Calgary needed last night. And this team, for the past, what are we now, 123 games, have been dying for someone to, like, step on. You know what? We're not losing tonight. And Mm. it felt like he, uh, along with a couple other guys, like Coleman, I I thought was there as well. But he was one of those guys who was like, you know what? I don't really feel like losing to another bottom feeder in this league. So let's go out there and not do that, shall we? It did look like at some points that Ottawa was kind of laying the boots to them. Like late in the first, they were underwater big time. There was a couple of moments in the second period there where Ottawa was kind of starting to find their legs. And, and, you know, I I know some of the Flames talked about it after the game and even at the intermission. You know, this is a a situation. You come home from a four-game road trip. You've been playing afternoon games. You get one day off, and now you get to play here. And... And at the same time, you're thinking like, oh, my God, my, now we got to go on the road again. You've probably been dealing with uh, maybe some extra visitors as it is the dad's trip now yep. with everybody that was in attendance for the game yesterday. Um, a lot of high fives. Hey, how about Rusty, Coleman's dad, yeah. getting a lot of screen time there. Oh, yeah. Uh, unappropriately so, his son, Blake Coleman, two goals on pace for well over 30 this year now. His pr- previous career high is 22. <laughs> I know we've talked a lot about how good of a year he is having, but how good a year is he having? Yeah, it's unreal how good he is playing. And and this is also on a line that is expected to get a lot of the defensive responsibilities yes. as well, right? Like if if they didn't put up any type of offensive numbers, you'd still be okay with how they play because they go up against the, the top line of every team on a lot of occasions. And so for him to be rocking around th- uh, a 30-goal pace while still doing those sorts of things. It is really, really impressive stuff. It was unfortunate because he kind of stole the limelight from Michael Backlund in game 949, right? Yeah, what a limelight hog. How incredibly rude. Um, the disrespect. The video of Michael and Frieda's daughter reading out the lineup card. Yeah. Yeah, that one was... Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yep. A lot of family time at the Dome yesterday. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, all the dads in attendance. Michael Backlund ties Geo for the games played mark in the franchise with 949 skating in yesterday's game. So his family's on hand. His daughter reads the lineup card. It was incredibly touching if you have not seen the video and you feel like a little bit of uh, butterflies, a little feel-good vibes. That's certainly a, a nice place to start your day. And he was uh, solid once again. That penalty kill was was quite good for the Calgary Flames. One little blip where Brady Kachuk got away from Elias Lindholm and put it under the bar. Brady Kachuk still finished minus four, by the way. Uh, not a good night for the other Kachuk brother. I thought no. he was very pedestrian. Yeah, real quiet, and then he scored, and then he was quiet again. Yeah, and then he got hit by Pospisil, and, and he looked angry, and it was yeah. like, is he going to snap? And then he didn't. And then snap. he didn't. And he no, just like went snap. quietly into the night. Okay, yeah. that's even better. Uh, <laughs> Zari scored. He became the third cool. Flames rookie in 30 years to have 20 points in 31 or fewer games. The other ones were Johnny Gaudreau, who had 20, uh, did it in 26 games in 14 15. Jerome McGinley did it in 30 games in 96 97. That line continues to be a factor. Yeah. And as much as Connor Zari scored, Martin Pospisil was the one guy who had his fingerprints all over the game. He was the one who laid that big hit on Brady Kachuk. You know, took a penalty on Josh Norris there. I understand what he was trying to do. Trying to yeah. read a play there and, and perfectly time a hit. The puck never shows up. Nope. That's interference. You yeah. cannot do that. Yeah, definitely a penalty. Off to the box you go. I understood, like, that he was complaining. I don't think he was complaining. I think he was trying to plead his case to the Senators as to... Right, look, I didn't mean like, to. Like, guys, yeah. like, I thought he was going to have the puck. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to just run your Josh Norris here. Yeah. Well... Bl- 
Josh Norris tried to take a run into Elias Lindholm and paid the price for it later on in the game, mm-hmm. that looked like a head injury. Yeah, that looked really painful. And yeah, he went, went down the tunnel. Like, well, you're going to be in a dark room for a bit, sir. I'm interested to ask Brent about that hit because Elias Lindholm pulls shoot 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he also realizes Josh Norris is coming down the wall and has no interest in playing the puck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, this and is he, not, well, we're going to engage in a riveting board battle now. Makes this a, is a train. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they'd also been losing board battles to Lindy all night. Yeah. Uh, and he pulls shoot, and Josh Norris flies over top of him. He's trying to lay a huge hip check and essentially scorpions himself. Yeah. Like, hits his head on the ice, hits that kind of upper back, neck part of his body. Looked extremely painful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Arse over tea kettle sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a real good way to put it. Yeah. Didn't feel too bad for him. It was no. too bad. Mm. No. The the Pospisil one, you, you you never like taking a penalty in those situations, but you love that for the first 40 minutes, he was the only one who kind of had that sort of energy through the whole time. A little bit of snap to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that has certainly been coming out more and more. Like, he he was the one who felt very at home in the Philadelphia game. And now this one tonight where the team's maybe a little bit lackluster. Uh, the, the dome is a little bit quiet. You can hear Hamannick yelling to Shabbat, Hey, I'm gas! Um, out <laughs> on, on the on the broadcast. Um, so it, it, maybe a, a little bit of life was needed for the entire building. And Pospisil was very happy to be the one to, to provide that. There is that line that you walk where you don't want to be just handing over penalties. But also I would suggest that maybe Ottawa's power play isn't the one that you're, Oh man, can't let them get two minutes. Uh, so, Especially with the way the kill is kind of cooking right now, yeah, but. yeah. So that that gives you a bit more leeway. So it's it's a it's a fine line to walk, but I thought he walked it in an appropriate manner last night. I always wonder about the inter team relationships as well. When you're a guy that doesn't really kill penalties and you start running around and taking <laughs> bad penalties, and the killers are like, like Chris Tan is like, dude, you realize I block like three shots a kill, right? Right. Yeah, I, I have this. but so many teeth left, sir. Yeah. Like, what what are we doing here? I know there's the this? little one that kind of freaks everybody out. Yeah. just hangs in the middle there, but I still like it. Yeah, yeah, it, it works as like a can opener sometimes. Like, you gotta, you gotta you let me see me shotgun a beer. I can get this thing ready for you in a heartbeat. Yeah, I can just puncture both. Yeah. But, no, but I'd it, rather not. Yeah, like, it'd be cool if I didn't have to. You know, like, that. that's a dental bill that's going to come due someday. Yeah. So I'd like to, to keep all these things as much as I can. So, no, that's, that is an interesting point where you just run off. Oh, no, you guys got this. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to sit. You guys, you guys yeah, are good. I don't think it's a problem for the Flames, but whenever you kind of get into situations where penalties start adding up for certain guys, like, I think about it with Manjapani, especially because he's a guy that kind of kills penalties as, like, their oh. third unit. Half the time. Yeah. In the box for the other one. Yeah, the, he's had a... The the last little run has been not great for taking some penalties that probably could have been avoided. But yeah. um, yesterday, they, they end up getting the win. Uh, I thought Jan Kuznetsov played a fine game. Yeah. Oh, he got unlucky on the first goal for the, the Senators. Shout out to former Okotoks Oiler, Jacob Bernard Docker, for Love getting it. that one. Um, but apart from that, I thought he was good. His first shift rips a couple of shots on net. Yep. I thought maybe uh, the accuracy was a little bit off. There was one that I think he hit the corner later on in the game. <laughs> yeah. But I thought he was fine. Went out there. He's big. He's rangy. He's long. He yeah. skates pretty well. Seemed at home. Fine. Right? Like, didn't seem out of place in that game last yeah. night. He, he didn't didn't stand out in a negative way. Uh, the, the range finder was a little bit off. There was a couple of those that wouldn't have hit a soccer net. But yeah. he, was, he, he was still firing away. And you, you like to see that. So I, I thought he was. I, I thought he looked. That group with him and DeSimone looked 
a lot more comfortable yeah. than they did against the Chicago team. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But then things kind of started going off the rails in that Chicago game mm-hmm. pretty quick, and it felt like everybody was like, what, what is happening? This is so chaotic. I'm finding it hard to right. figure any of this out. I'm just going to stand here and nothing bad will happen. Oh, no, it bounced in off of me. Yeah, because yeah. So I've got in. The other change that they made was Dylan Dubé was sat in the press box. Uh, for Adam Rizicka. We had a brief conversation yesterday on what the ideal fourth line looks like. Called it. Nailed it. Is that, is, that what you, is that what you said on the show yesterday? Yeah, I said Rizicka in, hopefully for Dubé. Uh, what was my, yeah. I believe, exact quote. Uh, so that's uh, Nostraclinus over here, nailing it. Nostraclinus. Thank you for the pity laugh, Pat. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, but no, like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he gave you the Eric Carlson laugh. Yeah, that's pretty high regard. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's my it's this is today's my Friday, so I'm yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just unloading the yeah. chamber here today. Uh, but no, like I, I I haven't been overly impressed with Dubé. Not that I've been blown away by the the, the hockey greatness of Adam Rizicka, but Dubé has not been good enough for the the role that he has had on this team before, and I think has quite frankly, earned every bit of his demotion to the fourth line and hasn't done anything to work his way out of it. And I, I don't think they were gangbusters last night, but it didn't look a whole lot different without him either. Mm-hmm. I would expect he gets in sooner rather than later. Yeah. But I don't know. This is a, obviously a, a really bad year for the player himself. And, you know, career year, or pardon me, not not career year, but contract years in RFA. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder about what happens next with Dylan Dubé and kind of what the next chapter of his career is going to be. 25 years old and, and yeah, RFA at the end of the year paid uh, 2.3 this season. Um, the last thing that I wanted to say, and I'm going to whisper it because I feel like it feels shameful. Uh-oh. I thought Markstrom was a little off yesterday. Okay. I saw you put that in the notes, and I'm very happy to, that we agree again because he seemed a little fish out of watery. Do you, last do you know night. what? Do you know what it looked like? Hmm. It looked like he was trying to prepare for pucks that were going to bounce off his defenseman, and he was trying to <laughs> already like prepare right. for the ricochet. Yeah, like it looked like he was kind of like. I, I, I can make this initial stop, but the last two games, the way this has gone, I have to stop what's going in off my defenseman as well. Yeah. And it looked like he was maybe just a little bit agitated and not as sure as himself as he has looked for the majority of this year where he's been the Flames' best player. Yeah, he's trying to, like, beautiful mind all the different angles that the pucks could be coming in off. Exactly. It kind of looked like that. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like he was... There were a couple times he he did look like he was trying to stop ghosts. That one time where uh, the the Flames got lucky. I forget who the defenseman was, but Giroux and the guy at the point were just passing it back and forth. At one point, Markstrom's back is to the puck. Like, he was just... When he was just flopping around. When he was breakdancing in the crease in the first period there, yeah. There was multiple instances where the puck just went to the crease and it bounced around and he's flopping around. And I went, man, it just, it, it felt like he was agitated or something was off with him yesterday. Yeah. Not to say to that he was bad. No. But he just looked off. A little bit off. Yeah. Like less in control than he typically has been the entirety of the year. Yeah. It was a bit more like last year Markstrom than this year Markstrom. It just didn't, didn't feel like both hands were on the steering wheel at all times That's- in this one. A little farther than I would go, but at the same time, like, it, you know, just one little observation here yeah. for me, as far as a guy who's been dominant this season mm-hmm. and has been calm in his net the entire season, 
I just wonder if it's some weird goals that have gone in the last few games. Yeah. And he's kind of looking at it and going, okay, like, what What am I? Now i got to stop literally everything. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be superhuman now. And it's like, don't. You don't have to. They, right. They need to get out of the way. Because also, you have been already. Like, yes. n- nothing about what you've done this season has been an issue at all. Yeah. The, the, the superhuman stuff, you're taking care of that just being you. You don't have to do anything extra, go out, play the puck, and then spin out in front to exactly. make the save or anything like that. Exactly. He's been great all year long. Just felt like maybe a little bit happy feet there yeah. yesterday. Uh, okay. A couple other things that we got to get to throughout the course of the show. Maybe we'll have time for a few of these. Um, the rumor mill is a churning, Pete. Uh, Rolling. Mentioned uh, the trade targets board for Frank Saravalli. He has a new update yesterday. One of the updates has Noah Hannafin bumped down to number five oh, as man. Trevor Zegers replaced him at number four. Chris Tanev is still way up there. Elias Lindholm is still way up there as well. Um, Pierre Lebrun, in his latest rumblings, talked about how Hurdle and Couture could be available for the San Jose Sharks, which is interesting as a couple of guys who... You know, Couture has been still coming back from hurt injury. this year. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. looking to make his return, but a couple of guys where but for a team that needs some leadership out there. Yeah, well, and and the the money is going to be yeah, you know, difficult to an extent. You know, yeah. How many more years? Three. Couture's got uh, three more after yeah. this at eight, and he's currently thirty-four with a modified no move. Hurdle signed from now until forever at 8.1375. They just signed that last year. Yeah, and he's 30 yeah. years old. I um, like Hurdle a lot. I do that, like Hurdle a lot. That does concern me that he's maybe the type that doesn't age all that well. Well, it's also, I think, the stuff around him is oh, probably no. bringing him down. I would like yeah. to see a, lo- a much like more engaged player. Yeah. yeah. The other thing here is that they've already retained salary on two contracts. So they can only retain salary on one Ooh. for... Well, this year and next until the Brent Burns contract is up, but Eric Carlson also they retain money on that for four more seasons or three more seasons after this. So uh, that's something that we can dive into a little bit. Apparently, Jacob Chickering could be available. Mm-hmm. He was uh, actually on Frank's trade list board as well. King's scouts were at the uh, were at the last Ottawa game in Edmonton there, so mm. this feels like uh, L.A. wanting Chickering again. Mm. Man, I wonder about. When we get scouting lists, because here's the thing: there's usually like a lot of scouts that live in certain cities sure. that are just constantly there. Just yeah, game. like if if like a team has like three guys there and one of them is the GM, then I'm like, all right, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, but if it's just like area scout, pro scout, like I don't know, there's there's a whole bunch of guys for certain organizations around the NHL that live in Calgary, so they're at every single Flames yeah. game. And if we just share the scouting list every time, you oh, there's a list. No, he just comes to every game because yeah. this is where he's based. Yeah, he's in the area. He's yeah, exactly. Like right there. Yeah. So that's another thing that we can dive into. And then a couple other things from Dave Pinota at the fourth period. Uh, Gensel and the Penguins not close on an extension. And Reinhardt and the Panthers haven't started discussions either. So yet in Steven Stamkos, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this UFA class is... yeah. Quite nice. We may actually have a free agent frenzy. We, we this might year. have a free agency. Well, frenzy's the other guys. Free agent. Oh, sorry. What do we? What do we call it? Uh, I forget what we called it. We had a name. Maybe just free agency. Mm. Doesn't matter. No, I mean they, we call it free agent frenzy a test too. I thought that was trademark. Oh, maybe I don't know. That was okay. Oh, oh well, doesn't oh. matter. 
Hey, what's in the morning report? Well, we got a, a busy night in the NHL. Yeah. Nine other games to get signing to. Signing season. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, we may have an actual signing season. Yeah. Edit that, edit that for yeah. the podcast, please. Uh, <laughs> play, uh, obviously, the Flames uh, with big win over the Senators. And uh, yeah, well, some, another, another NFL coach was fired. Oh, so dumb. Too bad. Yeah, you're really mad about this. Yeah. Hey? Okay. Shame on you, Tennessee Titans. We'll get into this in the morning report. That's around the corner. We continue next. Sports on 960, the fan. Gonna miss you, boys. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> this is the big show. Rustic back tomorrow. I'm Matty Rose. He's Peter Klein. He's Patty Dumas. He's GVP in the other room. It's time for the morning report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, you can choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match. Then they'll beat any competitor's price by 10%. They're on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yeah, halfway mark for the Calgary Flames. Game 41, returning home. Last night, to take on the Ottawa Senators and career game 949 for Michael Backlund, tying with Mark Giordano for second all-time in games played for this franchise. GM Craig Conroy joined Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson on Flamestock ahead of the game yesterday. Nada, uh, that's not nice things to say about Michael Backlund. You know, when I look back, he's still got that youthful exuberance every day. He's here, he's in the gym. He does almost the same things as he did way back then as he does now. He just, you know, he's just a little older. He's just a little older, that's for sure. But still, uh, he does have that youthful exuberance. And you mentioned there uh, in our last segment, uh, great day for Michael Backlund uh, as well. As pause here, all the dads are here as they head out on their uh, dad trip. But uh, first things first, they had to get through the Ottawa Senators. And ahead of this one, uh, we had some news. Yan Kuznetsov making his NHL debut, so congrats on him. He's skating on the third pair. And we know Dylan Dubé's been struggling. Uh, he was a healthy scratch. Here's Ryan Huska ahead of, uh, pregame ahead of that, about that situation. You know, a lot of it is the player. I mean, we can have our conversations with them, but it's how they approach it a lot of times. So you can approach it one way or the other way. One way, you'll get yourself back sooner than later. The other way, it's a little bit of a struggle. So I, I don't think that's any different than any other walk of life when um, you're not where you want to be or, or we're not where we think a player can be. It's 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 really the same. So a lot of it is mentality. Yeah, uh, Dylan Dubé's got to get that right uh, mental game if he probably wants to get back in the lineup. So Adam Ruzicka back in the lineup, centering that fourth line. Uh, let's put on a good show for the dads. And the action was fast and furious early on. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome to the NHL, Yan Kuznetsov. By Riley Gregg, who centers it. He had Tarasenko in front and missed him. And now a shot, and they score. Canmore native, Jacob Bernard Docker. Yeah, local guy. Matt, you know this guy very well. Uh, Canmore kid, former Okotoks Oiler. JBD. Yeah, uh, with his seventh, takes it off the boards, throws it on net, goes off for Yan Kuznetsov and in. Second game in a row. Deflection in front of uh, the goalie, gets off of D-man and in. Uh, first shot goes in as well. Senators up one nothing. It was great to see. Yeah, no. Right? Uh, yeah. You just love a start like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Don't fret, though, because just 48 seconds later. Now it's scooped up by Sanderson. Tries to clear, but can't. Puck held in by Zeri. A short 2-1-1 now. Zeri shoots and scores! That's a nice shot. Zari's ninth. Uh, he actually turned that puck over, but I think Sanderson turned it back over to him. Was that your Italian voice? I don't know. What? Yeah. That's a nice goal. Is is he Italian? No, I don't know. I just thought it was a nice goal when he turned. He thought it's a nice goal. It's a nice goal. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zari snaps you do it you, baby. Let's go. Yeah, he snaps it over old Corpy, and it was 1-1. Uh, 
Uh, late stages of the first flames caught out on a long shift over a minute 20. Mistakes happen when you're out that long. Tarasenko near side to Chickram with a one-timer. Loose puck in the blue paint, and they score. I think the Flames are going to challenge goaltender interference here. Nope. Yeah, no, it nope. wasn't goaltender interference at all. No. Uh, Rasmus Anderson takes down Ridley Gregg. Uh, and Dominic Kubelik right in front, buries it. Gregg's on top of Markstrom. Flames thought about challenging it. Didn't do it. Uh, so it was a fragile group. They were down. This goal right at the end of the period as well, and they were down 2-1 heading to the second period. Yeah, Greg didn't really... Um move off of the goalie as quickly as, yeah. as one would like he didn't say oh heavens i have fallen let me get up quickly but uh still he was he was placed there so no, no question for brent cron later does jacob markstrom want to challenge on that goal like just like a hey help me out here but does he feel like he was interfered with yeah. like would he have liked the coach to challenge on that one because i don't know he Maybe. looked he looked over at the bench as, yeah. as the puck was dropped and i i don't know that's a question for Brent. We'll ask yeah. him later. Uh, second period. Uh, good start from the boys in red. Until battling forward. Has his stick held by Joseph. No call. Sharon Goma shoots and scores. Nice move by Lindholm to kick the puck uh, with a stick being held there. Huberto with the nice uh, dish. He got six points in his last six games since breaking that scoreless drought of 12 games. Uh, so good for him. And the Flames keeping pace with the centers 2-2. Uh, Martin Lindholm. Yeah. I just wanted to mention Lindholm there. He basically was like, yo, three senators. No, I'm getting this puck. You can yeah. hold my stick. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this puck, and you guys don't have a say. Yeah. This is how this is going to go, and I'm going to do it. And then he kicked the puck to Huberto. More like A couple that. stick handles right on the tape. Perfect pass. Bingo. Yeah. Right under the bar. Yeah. Want more of that from Elias Lindholm for sure. Uh, Martin Pospisil had to leave the game after he took a butt end of uh, Corpusalo's stick to the face. He did return. And when he did, he took an unneeded interference call. And, of course, the Senators would score. Goes down with a Kachuk. Who's at far half boards? Norris. Back in the blue line to Shabbat. Now near circle to Giroux. Giroux will leave it in the corner. Atherson to Kachuk to Giroux to Kachuk. He shoots. He scores. Yeah, Giroux makes the nice uh, pass, and Brady snaps it over Marsham's glove, and that's the Senators' lead for the third time to make it 3-2. Can't do what Pospisil's did. He was, yeah, young player, obviously still figuring it out, but uh, another guy that needs to stop taking penalties, Andrew Mangiapane. He would called for shoving Thomas Shabbat's face into the into the post. Uh, back to the PK. Sens don't score on that one. That 3-2 score would carry over to the third. That looked so uncomfortable. Mm. Getting your face just like cold metal. Kiss her first into the um, into the post. That did not seem yeah, really a little great. fat lip after uh, that yeah. one. Uh, yeah. And for a guy that's been banged <laughs> up, you you don't want that no. happening. Uh, and another good start for the third period for the Flames. And this was the maybe their best third period all year. Uh, they go. They would get through two. Just needed to make stop the silly mistakes. And Noah Hannafin wanted to stop the mistakes. Confidence can do wonders. Here comes Hannafin with a shot. He scores! Haas was still with the nice hands at the blue line, freeing Hannafin, and Flames erased a Senators one-goal lead for a third time. Just a terrible job covering the defensive zone by the Ottawa Senators there. Just awful. He walks down Real the wall. <laughs> he walks down the wall. No one checks him. He's like, um, middle lane, okay. <laughs> and there's a defender and a flame screen, Corpusello, who was swinging a miss. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a. Nice work but, by Hannafin. Way to take advantage. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it seemed like a practice one. Like, okay, do this, do this, and do this. 
And just, then if they don't let you go, but you didn't have every to go time to the, he but if looked, there's resistance, you just, yeah, okay. Every time he looked up, there was space. Yeah. And he just took it and then just, beep, backhand <laughs> on net. Love that goal. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Weger almost gave the Sens a chance to lead again. Comes back to Weger. Gave it away. Look out. Kachuk trying to take off. Tipped ahead. Here's Joseph. Stopped by Markstrom. Yeah, no idea why Weger uh, somebody just tries to backhand it 80 feet across the ice. But, yeah, that uh, wasn't ideal. Yeah, I don't know why. Ma- massive save uh, by Markstrom. And that was needed because uh, we got this. Confidence can do wonders. Here comes Hannafin with a shot. He scores. Nope. That's wrong goal. There oh, we go. There, oh, yeah. oh, there, there we go. go. Hannafin shoots. His stick explodes. Now Coleman shoots and scores. The Flames catch a break. Literally and figuratively. You know, it's a good goal when you get the horn going that, uh, that. It goes that. Yeah, that's a big momentum yeah. changer. Yeah. Uh, some hilarity there. Uh, Zari with the nice strip of Joseph. Even nicer pass uh, between his legs to Kadri, who sets up Hannafin. Stick breaks. Coleman, right place, right time. That's exactly that's, what it was. No. It's basically been the story of his season. Yes. Yeah, it's funny how he, he just finds the way into the best possible spot all of the time. Like, it's like he knows is, what he's doing. Is he having the Andrew Mangiapane season from a couple of years back that earned like. him his contract? Well, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Is he going to score 35? He could. I he's mean, we're asking where the goals He's on pace from. for he's like 32 right 34. now. 34. 34? Yeah. I just take that. Excuse me. Just checked this morning. Put take, some respect on his name, take Rose. Take My goodness. Um, but no, he, like... He just like he knows where he's supposed to be all the time. He's good enough to do it and works hard enough to get there. Like it's it's been really fun to watch him do that, especially with his good pal Michael Backlund. Yeah, and uh, how about for some dessert, some history? Drop the puck to Cabin. He spins and drops. Weger shoots, bouncing puck to Jerry and scores. Yeah, I didn't get it out there, but uh, Caudry's second assist uh, that makes six hundred points for Nazem Caudry in his career. And caps off a three-point period for Noah Hannafin. Uh, Blake Coleman puts his second into an empty net. Four goals in the third. That's a team high this year. Uh, like I said, probably their best third period all year, I thought. Uh, that was a game you needed, and you yeah. got it, and you rose from the final 20. The the Kadri one, it was a little awkward, because there's like a bit of a delay in the announcement, and it happened right after Norris tried to take that run at yeah, home. Yeah. So yeah. He, he's making his way to the bench, thinking he's in Wichita. And there's the announcement, <laughs> 600 goals! Points for Nassim Kadri! <laughs> oh, yeah, they're a little late. I think they're sure, like, did you get the second sister there? Yeah. Uh, this yeah, beautiful this... game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so 600 great. points, and as you said, yeah, where is this? Yeah. God, is that you? <laughs> what? God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, Flames get up the 6-3 win. Here's some post-game audio. Uh, let's hear from the second star, Noah Hannafin. It was great. You know, it's just uh, they control what you can, and that's just what's in front of you, and I thought we did a good job at handling our emotions, and sometimes coming off a road trip like that out east, you know, playing, uh, you know, coming off a couple tough losses for us, and you know, these can be tough games coming back home, and I thought we had a really mature game out there and, and uh, a great third period, obviously. That's mature. Mature-ish. At the end, the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, third, that's fair. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I don't know, Pospisil and Majapani got to maybe pick it up a little over yeah. matureness, but still. There were some chaotic yeah. parts to the game. <laughs> that... Ottawa seemed angry. They're pissed hey. off. Yeah, they, they lost should 12 be. in a yeah. row to the West now. Like, Brady Kachuk's dash three, four. Three and seven now. He's getting knocked firing. over by Martin Pospisil, who refuses <laughs> to scrap him like three times. <laughs> And I don't blame him. No. But, yeah, I I don't know. If I watch that game, you know what that sense team is? Fragile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, real fragile. That's fragile. Yeah. As soon as the Flames got that first one in the third, you were like, oh, game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Like Darko. <laughs> we're going to win. Why are we even bothered? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that in a second uh, as well. Big win for the club. Uh, now you got the dads in t- uh, on the trip with you, going down to the desert, yeah. get a little bit of sun, get away from this brutal cold oh, snap yeah. we're going to get for the rest of the week. Yeah. And, kind uh, of a huge game coming up against Arizona, too. Hey? Yeah, a nice little one in the, uh, the wild card race here, for yep. sure. Uh, an opportunity to jump over a team. An opportunity to get back over 500. Yes. Yeah. Something you haven't done yet. They did for one game. One game, sorry. One game. I have to get over two games over 500. That's the big thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the big thing. That's when you know you made it. You made yeah. it when you're two games over God. 500. Nine other games to get to. We'll motor through them here. Let's start in T-Dot. Uh, William Nylander's side. Martin Jones is rolling. Vibes are high around the buds. And they were taking on number 32 in the league, the San Jose Sharks. Hi, Shark. Uh, as for those Sharks, did you know that they're on pace to have the worst goal differential at minus 160. Oh, God. Since the 1974-75 expansion, Washington Capitals, that went 8-67-5. And and they went through three head coaches. Tuesday was <laughs> certainly not good for that goal differential. Wait, did you see three head coaches? They went through three head coaches. <laughs> I got to go back and watch. Sorry, I know we're getting to a clip here. I got to go back and watch that old Capitals team because every mark of, well, this is the worst since, it's those guys. <laughs> yeah. they, they are the gold standard across sports for futility. Leading score was 58 points, which is actually pretty good. That's actually, not bad. That's pretty good. That's Second leading score hit like nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. And now played off the boards and for McMahon. Here's a chance for Holmberg. He drives and scores. Pontus Holmberg scores one-handed. Yeah, not not really a, a known goal scorer. Pontus Holmberg, his first goal of the year. Uh, first uh, in 17. Uh, the one hand shovel by Capo Kakin, and that made it four nothing. They'd add three more, seven one the final, four points from Mitch Marner. Uh, Kraken into lovely Buffalo. Seattle coming into winners of six straight and holders of that final wild card spot in the West. Jaden Schwartz had a couple points. His ninth was the game winner as they beat the Sabres five to two. That's seven straight, one off from tying their most in team history. Yeah, they got points in eleven straight, oh, which is them. a record for the franchise. Yeah, they're rolling Calgary. Can't see that happening. LA into uh, LA into FLA taking on T Bay and the Kings have been struggling of late and it did not get any better Tuesday. Who's playing in this game? <laughs> LA into FLA taking on T Bay. LA, LA. Why are the Panthers there? Florida. That's the abbreviation of Florida. Tampa mm, Bay's in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. I thought you were spitting bars. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Uh, let's go to overtime. Hagel protects it right circle. Hagel looking to find a teammate. Hagel stays with it. Goes to Perfect's right circle. Perfect's oh. a step in front. Backhand shot. Score! Score! Nick Perfect's. He wins the game for the Lightning. Three to two in overtime. What a name, Nick Perfect's. That's his first of the year. Nicky Perfect's. Nicky Perbs. Uh, game against the team not in your conference <laughs> in January <laughs> season. Hey, when Nick Perbix scores an OT winner, <laughs> yeah. what, what else you guys no, going to do? Why Nick Perbix out there in the first place? Yeah. Sure. I think the most <laughs> impressive part is that GVP gave you props on your bars. Thank you. Yeah. Know, he's one of the youths, so that's right. got to be oh, yes. positive. Uh, massive two points for the Lightning as they're in an absolute dog fight uh, with five other teams uh, for those two <laughs> Eastern Wildcards. Do you have to say spot. dog like that now? Dog. Yeah, you got to say dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. Uh, Woof. Can- Are you Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. 
if Pat Steinberg was a dog, what dog would he be? Nine six zero nine six. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give my answer at the end of the morning report. Okay, okay. Uh, steam I'm going to be really unfocused for the next little bit. <laughs> all right, all good. Canucks steam engine rolling into UBS to take on the Islanders in that top line. That lotto line was rolling again. Right on top of the crease by Miller, and Soroka made a great pass save. Now they steal the puck. Pedersen in front for Miller. Back to Pedersen. He scores. Oh my goodness! What a goal! The Lotto line continues to roll. Yeah, another another beautiful last Pedersen goal. That made it three nothing. Five to the final. Canucks for the first time. Well, for this temporary time, they're top of the NHL for 57 points for the time being. Uh, they were the first time they've ever swept all three New York Metro teams. In a, in a road trip. So. And none of the games were particularly close. No, they, like they, they rolled out, through out. there and just kicked the crap out They're of all of them. Yeah, They're all good. They're all good teams. Throat yeah. punched everybody on their way through there. <laughs> yeah. Rick Tockett's just taking names, just yeah. crossing names off his list this year. Uh, it's done. A good, it's done. a good group. We'll see ya. It's a good group. And that Canucks lead atop the conference uh, lasted about an hour and a half. He will drop it now for Iafolo, trying to dig it out of some skates. Ruled the puck into toward the corner, being battled there by a couple of three Blue Jackets, but it's grabbed by Perfetti, whipped toward the net, he scores! Falling down and all, Perfetti second of the night! Yeah, uh, gave Lardy, uh, for this is the Jets and, and Blue Jackets, Lardy would add one more in the power play. 5 nothing Jets, Hellebuck made 28 saves, points in 13 in a row. 30 straight games, not allowing three goals or more. Jets are oh. rolling. 15-1-2. and two. They, got some, they got some dogs. They got some dogs. <laughs> they got some dogs. Uh, Matthew Woof. <laughs> Matthew Kachuk. Home- it doesn't fit, but it's so good. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Uh, Matthew Kachuk homecoming, taking on his father's blues. Dad and mom in the crowd as well. Uh, Kachuk had a night. Third period hat trick, four points in total. Panthers, it's a point back to Boston for first in the Atlantic as they beat up the Blues 5-1. Kachuk's not coming here to watch Brady play? What's going on? I know, right? Uh, They didn't watch Flames Senators? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? That was Brady's worst performance at the Dome since he had six Bud Lights in his jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ducks and Preds, life without Jamie Drysdale. Uh, Can't believe we didn't come up with that earlier. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) They didn't miss him much. Uh, Ducks beat the Preds 5-3. Frankie Vetrano is 19th in the effort. Ducks did lose Trevor Zegers in this one. Down awkwardly, couldn't put much foot on that foot ankle. Feels like a six-week injury. I'm not going to. It just feels like one of them six- to eight-week type things. What yeah. are you, a doctor now? <laughs> no, you just, I don't want to yeah. assume. It's just like, you're gonna I don't want to like, assume. I'm just going to put out a specific time like, frame. Low bother, low it just happens all the time. Lower body injury, six to eight weeks. Six to eight. Yeah. <laughs> See you in two months. <laughs> See you in two months. Bye. Uh, Oilers looking yeah, for. Don't really miss them. Yeah. Oilers looking for an eighth straight, taking on those mangy Blackhawks. <laughs> to Fogel and get it around so on the left side to Ekholm. We're tied at one. We're in the second. Long pass to McDavid. The breakaway scores! Connor McDavid gets a long pass from Matthias Ekholm. What a pass from Matthias Ekholm. Blue line to blue line. That's 97's 15th. Drysaddle opened the scoring for Edmonton. It was the 103rd time both McDavid and Drysaddle score in the same game. I would assume they've got probably 80 wins in those at least. Uh, and that would be the game winner. Hawks give Edmonton all they can handle out, shooting them 26-15. Only difference is they didn't have two all-world players. Oilers win an eighth in a row. Uh, Bruins into the mullet. Uh, and this is a back-and-forth bear. Really good one. Needed overtime. Keller works his way into the Boston zone, left point, center point, now to Schmaltz, final minute of overtime, Schmaltz to the net, he scores! Whoa, 
Russell Whoa. loud. Sorry there, everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, Schmaltz on Sm oh, I'm awake. We're good. I'm here. Uh, uh, Schmaltz on Sway. You okay? Uh, it's like smelling salts for the ears. Yeah. Uh, Leonis Ulmerk uh, left this Who game in that? overtime. Uh, he got hurt, so yeah. feels like Jeremy Swayman uh, for a little bit for the Bruins. Matthew Poitra got hurt in that game Ooh, as well. Yeah, not good for the no Bruins. No updates from Jim Montgomery after the game. Back-to-back 4-3 -back, extra time losses now for the Bruins on this trip. Just three games tonight. Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey. Habs and Flyers go at 5 in Philly. Expect Jamie Drysdale to make his Flyers debut. He's skating on the top pair beside former Calgary Hitman and Travis Sanheim. That should be a good pair. Help their power play. 32 in the league as well. Uh, Wild and Stars, they meet again in Dallas. This one goes at 5.30. And Nathan McKinnon will look to extend his season-opening home scoring streak to 23 games as the Avs host the Golden Knights at 8. That would be a franchise record if he's able to score uh, tonight, passing Joe Sackick. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, here we it's go. It's not a record yet. It's not a record yet. Joe Sackett <laughs> has a record, actually. Uh, hey, the NHL released the top vote getters uh, to fill out the rest of the 2024 All-Star Game. Fans have a chance to select the final 12 players, eight skaters, and four goalies. I can tell you there are no flames among the what? top names released. Yeah, can you believe it? Uh, but there are Calgary Connections as the top two vote getters uh, for skaters. They're both born in Calgary. Uh, William Nylander and Kale McCarr. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Elias Pettersson, Mitch Marner, JT Miller, Brock Besser, and Artemi Panarin are the top eight skaters, though Panarin said he wasn't going. Uh, so Miko Rantanen would probably come in next. That's uh, so funny because Panarin's had videos being like, vote for my teammates, yeah. and he's getting all the votes still. <laughs> he's the only, uh, him and uh, Mika Zibinijad are the only other Rangers getting votes, and Panarin's just... There might be yeah. five Canucks there. Yeah, there might be a, like five Leafs as well, and which is And still sense. feel like there's snubs Yeah, with how the Canucks are playing. Uh, and the goaltenders, top four vote-getters are Thatcher Demko, Sergei Bobrovsky, Jeremy Swayman, and Alexander Gorgiev. 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 Uh, fans have until Thursday, 9.59 Calgary time to cast their vote on X or NHL.com slash vote. Uh, and an, add another coach to the uh, looking for a new team, Mike Vrabel, who's in passionate speech at the end of the season and win ruining the Jags playoff chances. It was not enough for Titans ownership after another losing season in Nashville. Owner, AD owner Amy Adams Strunk uh, said it was the hardest thing she had to do since taking control of the team. Said they considered trading Vrabel, but Vrabel had to agree on that, and he didn't. So, thus, he was given his walking papers. I'm sure there's going to be a few teams interested in Vrabel uh, when he comes and he wants to sign with anybody or get an interview. Uh, and as expected, the leading candidate for uh, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, will miss the Steelers' trip to Buffalo on, uh, for su on Sunday. And uh, they also announced that Mitch, uh, that sorry, uh, Mason Rudolph will start over yeah. uh, Kenny Pickett. Dude's three and disgusting. Guys, three and zero. Gross. Should have been. Yeah, Steelers are hopeful they'll get Minka Fitzpatrick back as well. Without Watt, they're going to get rolled up into a ball yeah, and thrown yeah, into the ether. Yeah, yeah it feels yeah. like that. Uh, GV Thoughts on Frabel? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, I think this is a franchise. Because I don't think we're going to get there. Stupid later, so. mistake by the the temp or by the, the Tennessee Titans. He immediately becomes the best coach available, and they are taking a obvious downgrade with whoever they get. That this is one of the best coaches in the league, and you just let him walk. I think this is a gigantic mistake from the Titans. He's up there with Harbaugh and Belichick for you? Yes. Yeah, he would be at the top of my list. Really? 100%. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, GVP, Raptors playing out in L.A. late against your Lakers. I'm sure you're all over this one. Yeah, a lot of controversy in this one. <laughs> Lakers win <laughs> the charity stripe as they shoot uh, 23 free throws in the fourth quarter in comparison to the Raptors only shooting two. Lakers win at 132-131. The final top Raptor was R.J. Barrett. He had 23 and 10 boards. Uh, big night for Anthony Davis. He goes for 41 points. He shot 11 free throws in the fourth, going for uh, 
11 for 11, obviously making a big difference there in the fourth quarter. Raptors head coach Darko Ryakovic was not a happy camper uh, after this game, boys. No, he wasn't. Very grumpy. It's, it's, it's yeah, thank you, Doug. Uh, Do I didn't we have audio the, about We it? didn't grab the audio. Well, I got it right here. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in a fourth quarter. Like how to play the game. I all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible as Scotty Barnes? who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Yeah. I love that. It, yeah. it goes on for another minute. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's all. It's, it's, it's like same as that. Chef's yeah. kiss. What everyone, as a fan, has wanted to say after getting totally jobbed by the referees, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you can say it was anything more than that. Yeah. Twenty-three to two foul calls in the fourth quarter alone. It's crap. It's yeah. Raptors had a three that would have tied the game for Scotty Barnes, but a, a, a charging call was called on the moving screen, and it was the, like one of the most blatant flops you'll see. Lake. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say Raptors are still at crypto. They're in, taking on the Clippers tonight. There was, uh, oh, man, I just had a tweet here. Hold on, I favored it. Let me just pull this up really quickly for you. Uh, okay, this from Optistats. The, in the last four minutes tonight, the Lakers had 19 free throws. The Raptors had zero. That's oh. the largest shutout in free throw attempts over the final four minutes of regulation of an NBA game since November 9th, 2010. When, holy smokes, LeBron James and the Heat had a 19-0 advantage against Utah before they lost in overtime. What? Mm. Mm, Yeah, so... uh, It's it's a great rant. You should definitely go find it. GVP and I aren't talking. I just retweeted it. Uh, And lastly, uh, here, AJHL last night, Calgary Canucks in Canmore. They got smoked 6-0. And a couple of Okotoks Oilers were part of the AJ's Weekly Awards. Jake, uh, or Jack, sorry, I was going to call him Jacob Silverberg. Jack <laughs> Silverberg uh, was named uh, Player of the Week after his they're nine. They're close. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty close. After his nine There's points. There's no F in Silverberg no, for this no, one. No, yeah. Silverberg, Silverberg. Uh, yeah. His nine points in four games. And his teammate Rylan Brown was named Defense Player of the Week at seven points. And his Oilers teammates held their opponents to his four goals in their four wins. Uh, and some PWHL tonight, uh, both at five. Montreal, they're into New York and Toronto. They're at Minnesota. That's your morning report. That is your morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street, Southeast. We'll take a break around the corner. Luke Gazdick joins the show. Lots to talk about over the last little bit. Uh, we'll talk about the two Alberta teams. We'll talk about Cutter Goche and anything else that comes to our mind with Luke Gazdick around the corner. Sports at 960, the fan.